Welcome, fam, to Kaya's Halftime Podcast, where every week we'll be able to have great conversations over the word and everything going on today. Thank you for joining. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Kaya's Halftime Podcast. It's your boy, Sammy P, taking over the hosting job for Low this week. I got my man, Dave Chappelle. The world's the word. I got my man. We got two guests. Uh, we got Michael Pryor. And we got the Reverend Bishop Caleb Christopher. So we want to thank y'all so much for joining us on our podcast uh, this evening. Listen, we won't be long, but we just wanted to stop by and have a real uh, relevant conversation that we hope can uh, encourage you um, on this Wednesday afternoon, that we can encourage you to keep on doing whatever it is God has called you to do. So for, for, for this topic um, tonight... We want to talk about because these four, these three young guys on stage with me um, are all doing amazing things. Like God is allowing them to do um, amazing things at a young age. And so I'm interested in just learning. And I think we'll start with the guest on the panel, Caleb. Uh, just kind of tell us like how old you were when you started preaching and all that. Because I'm interested on how does it feel accepting God's purpose over your life and doing it at a young age? Well, I started preaching at 18, but I really knew that I was supposed to preach when I was 13. And that was really uh, a hard, hard process because, I mean, you know, you're, you're young and you don't really, you don't really necessarily want to go ahead and embrace it, but I know for preaching, like, God won't leave you alone with that. So you just really just have to go ahead, you know, and, and do what he wants you to do. You know, definitely, you know, I was scared. I was nervous about it. And I was um, really just in a whole hectic headspace about what to expect, you know, by going ahead and announce my call, but I can honestly say, man, doing it, man, like, it was a big weight that came across my shoulders, and I mean, I, I really feel even more better today having uh, accepted, you know, my call and making that decision. All right, Mike, we'll go to you. How does it feel, you know, knowing what God has called you to do and actually doing it at a young age? Um, me personally, um, This, um, I would say, hey, we start. Here <laughs> 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 go. Hey, okay. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> Mike lost his train of thought. That's cool. We're going to go to <laughs> we go hey, go to Dave. No, we're not restart. We're going to go to Dave. And we go to Dave. Sure. Yeah, we gonna let Dave share his spirit. We all human. <laughs> That's the good part. We don't take no nothing now. Yeah, this is wrong. <laughs> Come on, Dave. That was funny though. Uh, no, for me personally, like I kind of, I knew God had like calling for me to be able to do like His work necessarily, like as far as ministry when I got to school, uh, and when I started being able to attract people outside of outside of Christians and, and people who necessarily aren't in their faith to start coming to Bible studies and things like that. And that's really when I like like took it took it more serious. So for me it was like eighteen. Um 
But then just seeing like, I felt like I was living proof of what God was doing in my life because everything I was praying for, everything I was like asking God chores and, and, and everything was like starting to come to fruition. I, and it, it wasn't necessarily externally, it was internally. I started feeling better. I started doing better, more for people, um, seeing other people, helping other people get saved. And so like just doing that, like I just kind of felt like, so for me it was like 18, I really kind of yeah. grasped over that. And then even though like I, I drifted away at times, even though I, I was still in other things, I still held strong to that foundation and know that like at the end of the day, I know where I'm always gonna end up at. That, that, that's good. And for me, mine is kind of similar to Caleb's as far as preaching. So I acknowledge mine at 20, but like Caleb, I knew like five years before. But for me, my thing was always the nervousness, right? And I think that's kind of what I want us to touch on is that we're all young doing stuff for God. And I, my personal story, it was I knew this is what I wanted to do, but I ain't going to get no girls if I'm preaching, right? Because right. anything, I, anytime I try to spit some game, boy, you a preacher. What you know about that, right? <laughs> um, and, and I didn't want to look lame. I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to stand out. I kind of went through a phase where I just wanted to kind of blend in with the rest of my homies, right? But I think, you know, when God has a purpose on your life, naturally you're going to be different, yeah. right? Like, naturally, you're not going to find funny what most other people find funny. Like, I know for Dave and Mike, specifically just from being so close with him, like, they're, not only did Dave do work in ministry, but also financially. Like, if you ride with them and just talk with them, they can talk your head off about business, right? And most people probably like, that is boring. Y'all are young. Let's talk about women, drinks, and matching, right? But it's like, but when you got that purpose, you just naturally different. So, Mike, just kind of explain, like, what that process was like. Kind of recognizing <laughs> the difference like, and all that. I'm trying to figure out, like, is it purpose as far as Christian life? Like, Christian yeah, your Christian life. Yeah. Um, tell you the truth. Like, tell you the truth. Um, I'm just recently finding like my purpose in Christ. Even though like being just raised in the church, yeah. Um, I always had my business purpose. I already had that in mind for pretty much from the jump. But just now, recently, I really just really getting. It's sad to say, but I'm starting to really get to know God now. So that's dope. Bro. I'm just finding my purpose through Him. Um, to be honest with you, just being like always, just being in church. That's why I kind of started before because I didn't really. Yeah. Trying to find my Christian purpose. Like, to right. Be honest with you. Um, yeah, just, um, it was hard for me just to find that. Even though I was raised in church, like our, in our family, right. like, we had high school. So, yeah. um, just really finding my purpose now in God. I mean, and it's really enhancing the rest of my life right now, too. So. Yeah, that's good. Caleb, you go. So, so the question is, we have this call at a young age, mm -hmm. but we all kind of acknowledge like we were kind of nervous for stuff. And I want to talk about what was that process of being comfortable with being different? Um, I would say it, it kind of came slowly for me uh, because I knew what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't comfortable with people knowing that. Probably. There you go. Yeah, I'm a preacher, but, you know, in front of everybody else, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so, I was afraid of 
developing that stigma that people just place on you, you know, when you were preaching. You know, people act different around you when they know you're a preacher. They, you know, just they just feel guarded around you. And so for a while, I don't want nobody to feel like that. So, you know, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't let nobody know that I'm a preacher. But uh, once I was, you know, getting ready to announce my calling and everything, uh, everything just kind of just uh, took a shift for me where I was finally okay with it, and you know I didn't really care if you know people had something to say about it. Like you know, this is me, this is who I am, and this is who I'm gonna be. So for me, it was just it was just a slow process. It's kind of similar to what you said. So for me, it was more like you had those people you were around, and it's kind of like you know, and you know, some of your friends or some people you hang around aren't necessarily the same path you are as far as where it's your spiritual walk. For me, whether it was like as far as my business walk, as far as like what I was trying to do financially. And you know, friend, like to get to where you're trying to go, certain people you ne not necessarily can't be around as much. Yes. Or you, you honestly, like they have, they have to go. No harm, no foul, no bad blood, but it just is what it is. Different paths, different that. So uh, it was more so being able to accept that fact and be able to know that like people aren't going to understand, understand me, or people may even laugh at it, depending on what it is. If it's like, you know, like pretty much with this, like if you're accepting your calling as a minister or whatever you're doing with God, people are going to like, may make jokes of it, laugh about it, or, or may see stuff behind your back back then in the days for the greater purpose. And I kind of just looked at it as, well, okay, these people aren't, I know where I want to go with this. And I know these people ain't got the results I want. Like this this man right here, he ain't, he, he's, not, he's not where I want to be spiritually. Or he's not where I he's not where I want to be um, as far as success wise in my in my eyes success wise. So I'm not. I, that's why I don't listen. I'm not going to listen to anybody that, that can't necessarily add value to me to where I'm trying to go. Right. So it it, it took time for sure. But then as I start growing comfortable in my own skin and start just understanding, like at the end of the day, like everybody's tailor made different. Everybody's got they own. God. I mean, at the end of the day, God didn't give that vision to them. They gave it to me. So it's for me to work with, it's for me to go with, and uh, so I just, you got to just yeah. put yourself around people that's the same, similar money. So that's... And, and, and mine, to kind of piggyback off Dave, so from my journey, it wasn't necessarily I was scared to acknowledge it publicly. Mine was more so with the people I grew up with, like the people closest, you know? Because for me, it was like, I didn't care if a ranked stranger knew I was preaching or leaving the Bible study. But it was, dang, what my homies I used to hoop with, what they gonna think? Like, they gonna laugh, they gonna have the jokes, right? And so for me, my journey with getting comfortable was just kind of getting the courage to just say, this is who I am. Because I think the biggest part for me was, it was like, man, these dudes here, they find this out, they remember what I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they remember what I used to say, what I used to do. And so they ain't gonna even see who God is trying to call me to be. They just gonna see what I was. Yeah. And so that was the biggest factor for me that just made me so nervous. But I think for like our listeners, like whatever it is, it don't have to necessarily be in ministry. Your call could be like starting your business or going for school, right? People um, naturally are gonna like, they may have jokes, they may make you feel like you're not deserving to be in that spot. 
But I mean, if God called you to do it and you know he called you to do it, you just gotta get comfortable in yourself, you know, and uh, just be who you are. And just remember like God designed you to be different. I had so, one I was gonna add to that. So like what you said with that was, was, was perfect. So and this is something I also struggle struggle with. I know people probably that's listening struggle with, and that I know people leaders back at my college campus struggle with was as far as not feeling qualified Man. to 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 necessarily do God's work because not only is it the people remember who I was, people still know who I am right now. Like at the end of the day, yeah. at the end of the day, God's not done with me yet. You know what yeah, I mean? So like, there's good. still things that like is taking time and still. That's good. Still breaking bad habits and, and bad, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Bad disciplines, and so so and, and people are watching. So when you so so it's easy for people to like you know what I'm saying shy away from leading and preaching and doing that when they 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 fall in the midst of it. They they have a fall and they know people watch them and do their fall. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, I, I I know, I know him. I know this that that. So that also that also will push people away from. That, Step into that thing. That, that's good, bro. Like, that's really... Because I was thinking that, but I'm glad you said it. You know, uh, Caleb, what I was thinking about is, you know, when we say, like, God literally designed us differently. And then when we take, in Genesis, when God says, let's make man in our own image, it kind of takes me back to where nobody can fully just put their finger on God. And say, God, this is what you are. This is who you are. I got you figured out. And I think God created so many people. And everybody's in the image of God. I think that that speaks to just how specific God was in creating us. That God is like, I'm going to make you in my image. And let me know if I'm making sense. But it's like, God is like, I'm going to make you in my image. And I'm so different, right? Like, I'm so complex, you can never wrap your head around who I am. And God is like, so I'm going to take a small bit of me, and I'm going to put that in you. And then I'm going to take this small bit of me, and I'm going to put that in the dude down the street. You know, and I think that just speaks to how specific God was in creating us. What you think? I think you hit it right on the nail, man. Like, honestly, if you could just look at all four of us, like, it's, it's... it's all um, something different or unique yeah. about us, but you know that's what makes God so amazing. Like that, He's able to. Okay, He gonna deposit this in Dave. He gonna deposit this in Sam. He gonna deposit this in Caleb. This in Mike. You know, I mean, it's it's really just amazing how all of us can uh, bring Him glory, but do it in our own special way. Yeah, and, and, and that, that that's real good, you know, that we're different. So yeah. when you look at, you know, Dave, Dave is this tall, light-skinned capital, right? Smooth talking, just yeah, you know, right. But 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 God uses Dave to do his work, but in a different field. That Dave, God will use Dave to minister to people by first, hey, let me talk to you about this financial business. And then he's ministering God to them. Then we go to Caleb. Caleb is this preacher dude, but he's cool. And Caleb is, you know, just cool talking, easy to talk to. And so he might talk to Caleb. And Caleb's style of delivery is so, it's different. 
but God still uses him to reach who God wants. Then you got me, this little short, chubby dude who used to hoop all that, right? And so I'm different, and but God will use me to complete my purpose in whatever different way. So I think Caleb hit it, you know, on the, on the nail where we all different, but we still get to be used by God to complete the same mission, right? Because at the end of the day, whatever you do for our listeners, whatever you do, it's to give God glory, right? Like, whether it's business, whether it's school, whatever field you want to go in, the ultimate objective is to give God glory. And I think God gets glory out of so many different avenues, you know. And so I, I like that part the most. But I, I think, uh, lastly, what we're looking at on time, because uh, I think last we don't want to hold y'all too long. 16, we, we'll be wrapping it up soon, but I think um, Dave, so we kind of did this on a previous recording, but um, since it's two preachers on the stage, what's one question, because I think whatever question you ask, whatever our response will be, I think we can help apply that to any aspect of life. So Dave, um, if you had to ask a young minister one question, what question would you ask? Where do you find balance between, you know what I mean, doing God's work, mm -hmm. um, but being, doing God's work, having a career, mm -hmm. um, if you have a career outside of ministry, and then having a social life, mm -hmm. but still tying in biblical principles into your social life. How do you do a balance with that? You got to have it. Oh, man, that's a good question. That's loaded, too. <laughs> that's loaded. Um, I think for me, what really just works best is, I mean, if, if I got anything, you know, from school, you know, that I need to do or need to get done, I just go ahead and just knock that out. You know, just get that all out the way and... If I want to do, you know, if I want to have some free time, I just want to chill, or, you know, hang out and stuff. Um, I'm I'm constantly always um, looking for moments in between that to, you know, study for a sermon or, you know, just, you know, just to, you know, just to take our time and, you know, read the Bible. Um, I would I would just say. I guess what, what really just works best is just managing, you know, what I have time for. Because, yeah, like, if I, if Sam, you know, want to go hang out Saturday night, I probably tell Sam, no, man, you know, like, it's, you know, I, wanna, I gotta get ready to preach anymore, you know, or if I got some homework, you know, I won't even try to mix the two because. Homework take up a lot of time, and studying, you know, the preach take up a lot of time. So you just, you just gotta know how to manage, you know, your time and everything that you gotta do and everything that you wanna do. Yeah, I think for me it was so loaded because uh, Dave also talked about fitting in a social life mm -hmm. while still having that call, and I think Caleb kind of hit at it. But I think the word, and like I say, you can apply this to whatever you do too. Um, but I think the word would be prioritizing. Yeah. Like, if you don't know how to prioritize, you, you won't be successful. Yeah. Like, 
for me, if I ain't prepared and read the Bible and get ready for a message Saturday night, I'm no good for Kaya. <laughs> like, I ain't got nothing to say to you, right? But many times you can find yourself in that area because you want to prioritize other things. And so I think we got to um, watch, and like I said, whether it be what you're doing in school, what you're doing in your own business life, you, you, you got to get rid of distractions, you know? Like there are certain people that'll be a distraction. There are certain things that, that can distract you from doing what you know you need to do. And I think, uh, I want to touch on what Dave said with the social life. Because that, that's, at least speaking as for preachers, I think that's real big. Um, and again, apply this to whatever you do in life. But a social life, it's important that Jesus teaches us that very clearly. Um, Jesus made sure he so he was surrounded by 12 dudes yeah. everywhere he went. Um, when you study your Bible, you'll find where was Jesus at when he performed his first miracle? He was at a wedding, yeah. right? So you, you got to have a social life, but Jesus also teaches us a very uh, important lesson. Whatever you're doing, have a social life, but there must be layers to your social life. Yeah. So God's called you to do something great, but everybody can't go and be in your inner circle. So let's continue with the life of Jesus. Okay, Jesus was very social. He's at the wedding, socializing, but then he had to create another layer. Now he got the twin. Yeah. But then Jesus also reminded, okay, I got to create another uh, layer. So when y'all read your Bible, go study the story when Jesus uh, has the transfiguration moment, mm -hmm. right? Jesus creates another layer where it's just Peter, James, and John. So Jesus goes from a wedding, that's one layer of your social life, to 12, that's another layer of your social life. Then down to three, that's another, that was his last dimension of a social life. And I think Jesus teaches us that lesson that socially when he has a purpose for your life, you got to be very specific with who you keep around. Mm -hmm. When Jesus chose the 12, he chose 12. Yeah. He was specific. When he chose the three, Peter, James, and John, for whatever reasons he had, but he chose those three. And I think if you don't pick your inner circle wisely, that can become a huge distraction. Yeah. And so I think that's what I would have to say about the social components. Also, a lesson with that one is I, what, what amazes me is 12 disciples, it was all men. He had no no female wow. energy oh, around him. Yeah. yeah. No females at the, the Last Supper. <laughs> Literally, like. And Jesus, was, Jesus didn't want to get tempted, man. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's a valuable lesson. Because. <laughs> but he got, but, and then he got betrayed by one of them. Yeah. Even though it was, it was designed, like it was. It was planned. It was planned out, but. That's another lesson, too, man. That's another lesson, too, man. What's the lesson? Man. <laughs> What's the lesson? Teach us. Jesus, Jesus teaches us by selecting the 12, knowing that one of them was going to betray him. He, in a way, I think he lets us know that it's certain people that's in your circle is only going to be in your circle for a limited time. Because everybody got a purpose. Yeah. So, and, and I think another lesson we can take from Judas is Jesus teaches us everybody that's with you ain't for you. Ain't for you. <laughs> yeah. you know, 
And also, I think he teaches us a lesson. Like, notice how Jesus treated Judas. Jesus ain't treated Judas no differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, even to the very moment where Judas portrayed Jesus, Jesus let Judas kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which signifies that, okay, you may know who the snakes are, but it's still your responsibility to treat them with the love of Jesus. Yeah. But I want to touch on your point, because that's very interesting. I never picked up on it like that, that he chose all men to be his disciples. Because let, let's make the life of Jesus practical, that Jesus was 100% God, but he was 100% man. And so imagine Jesus had the Jews. You know, everybody knew who Jesus was. So could you imagine how many women probably wanted to get at Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, we ain't, we barely doing stuff. But there's still people who would try to get at us, right? But Jesus is literally changing the world, you know? And so I think that's a valuable lesson that Jesus disciplined himself. That I'm going to keep this group of guys around me because, you know, I ain't doing nothing with them. That's discipline. I, I'm cognizant of who I surround myself around. So I think that's a lesson. When you got a purpose on your life. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Not because they're bad. But they just might be a distraction to you. Yeah. You know? Like, I couldn't... I'll be honest. Like, if Beyonce was coming to Kanye, and, and she wanted to work closely with me, it would be hard for me to focus. <laughs> it would be hard for me to focus. But that, that's real talk. Yeah. Right? You can't surround yourself with a, a bunch of distractions. Yeah. Yeah. What you think, Dave? Teach a lesson. When I, when I look at it from... I think... What I take from it is different. I, I take it as, yeah, I agree with that part. I agree, like, at the end of the day, woman, because Jesus was on earth for a specific plan. Right. I think, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to sound a little sus with my Bible knowledge, but he knew he had a time period to where he was going to be his work, and that was it. Like, he knew he didn't have forever yeah, to do what God had him on earth for. Yeah. So he had a plan. He had a certain period of time, and... I think that's why he wasn't with no woman. That's why he wasn't doing anything like that, really, because it was just like he he wasn't here for that. See, they for to open up a can for a whole new discussion. Yeah. But also, <laughs> so, so 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 you can you can take from that part because I have two sides of it. So you can take from that, during that time period. I mean, unless he was with you from the start. For me personally, I don't most unless it's really she really got to catch my eye. I don't really take I don't take women serious for real. Oh. Like, unless she's on the path I'm on in the same field I'm in, like, because it's going to be, I can't take it serious because I couldn't do that to her. Because at the end of the day, I know I couldn't be, you know what I'm saying, all I can in the relationship to her. So, I can't even get to that point. But, you know, time will change. Yeah, Jesus didn't want to come home one night and she'd be like, where you been? Hey, man, I, I can't even have it. Like, you been walking all day? You stay. <laughs> Who you been walking with? And you're like, baby. Why, why, why are you bringing no fish in five yeah. hey, And the way I'm looking at the window. The girl's fish. The way I'm looking at it, they gonna be that's gonna sound bad, but girls gonna be here forever at the end of the day. But my, my window, my opportunity to to, to is not always gonna be there. So I think unless but I mean things could change of course. But the other side I looked at it as, you know what I'm saying, Jesus got betrayed. So another way I look at it is, is not from females as a romantic side, but like I like female energy 
friend-wise and as far as looking out for me, sometimes more than a dude. Because at the end of the day, when a female's rocking with you, you know what I'm saying, and you winning, she feels like she's winning as well. Whereas dude, there's, you know what I'm saying, ego. Hey. There's more egos. Hey. There's more, I mean, because any dude should want to feel like he's the he's the top dog, like he's the top. So if, if, if he's hanging around somebody who's constantly getting praised, constantly this, constantly that, and he... Does, and he already doesn't have high value, I mean, high, high self-esteem for himself as a man and doesn't value himself and, you know what I'm saying, doesn't have, isn't a high-value man, then you know, that, that's where the backstabbing can happen. That's where the hate can happen because dudes want to be number one. Whereas females, they're, not, they're less likely going to be in competition with you than the you dude. You know, I, I, that's very interesting. And as long as you keep it real with the female, well, I feel like she'll always be... She'll always be 100% with you. you. Dave, thank you. This is why I love when we do this podcast. I've never heard that viewpoint before. You know what I'm saying? Ever. When it came down to Jesus and the 12 disciples. And I do agree that sometimes for men who has a purpose by God, women can't be a distraction. That, that's why a lot of preachers I know really never settle down. You know, because they do view women as a distraction. Mm -hmm. But then what you also said, you know, a woman probably wouldn't have felt no competition with Jesus. I've never heard two that ways before. to look at it. I just looked at it two different ways. That's very interesting. And Caleb talk while I'm processing that. That's <laughs> that's like, interesting. Think though. about it. You, I mean, yeah, because I would bring up your story of. Where before Jesus uh, goes to the cross, um, Mary, you know, she uh, wipes her hair with uh, with his feet, and she yeah. uses some expensive ointment uh -huh. uh, to wash his feet. And well, I just noticed, I just noticed how Judas was like the only one that like just he just really said something about her, like what she was doing. And Jesus was like, just leave leave her alone. Like, yeah. like, she ain't she ain't doing nothing wrong. So like I mean to go back to what Dave said I mean I I really like that perspective because yeah. you 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 blatantly see it like Judas was jealous of the fact that she was worshiping him by washing his feet with an expensive oil yeah. and all attention at the right price yeah. for him to him to turn on him yeah <laughs> now now let's be responsible though. So we hear your perspective. You are sometimes rather have a female than yes. you, but it's some women who you know cloud chasing, mm -hmm. or they just with you for the ride along. And when they see a better opportunity, they flip. So now to spiritualize it, I think that's why it's so important to pray about who you surround yourself with. Yeah, yeah. you know, because every I think everybody whether we're in the room now or listening, has had an experience where we got involved with people and we really didn't pray about it first. Mm -hmm. And then it came back to bite us in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to pray. And then um, I think that you do need a Judas in your life. Like I think everybody needs a Judas. Yeah. Because... Jesus never would have really, the people who arrested Jesus never would have found Jesus. 
They never would have been able to arrest Jesus if it wasn't for Judas leading them to Jesus. And so without, it's fair to say, I think without Judas, Jesus don't go to the cross. And without Judas, Jesus doesn't fulfill purpose. And I think sometimes God will allow snake, grimy people to just further push us to the purpose he has for us. Yeah, so that's, that's coming with the mindset that everything's happening for me, not to me. That's that mindset. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely think, like, that's what it is, bro. Because, like, you, I mean, don't get me wrong, but if you ever just thought about it, man, nobody that has really ever did anything great, they never had, like, some, like, opposition. Like, wow, yeah. Like, yeah, and uh, I even say to the fact that, like, what they say, Bill's, Bill's character, Bill's strength, like, everything's not supposed to be easy. Yeah, oh, I had a great point I was going to add, too, <laughs> before he looked at the time. <laughs> Slipped your mind. Slipped. But I, I think, you know, God teaches a lesson through every experience. Yeah. And um, with your purpose, God uses people many times to teach you the lessons, yeah. whether it's good people or negative people. So, like, I think what we can kind of take away from this whole conversation tonight is really embrace who you are, and when you embrace the gift and the calling God has for your life, then we gotta learn how to manage that properly and prioritize properly. And I think one of the biggest things we got to learn how to prioritize are the people that we surround ourselves with. And so for all my business people, because I didn't heard of a lot of businesses going bad because you were surrounded by the wrong person. Right? Ministry for preaching pastors. If you're surrounded by the wrong people, you can go down. It's whatever. So please pray, 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 pray. Pray about who you surround yourself with. I think that's what we can take. Y'all got anything else before we let, uh, sign out? All right, that's it. We hit on the nail, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, we want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to our Kaya Halftime Podcast, uh, brought to us by New Covenant Baptist Church, where our pastor is Pastor Daryl Pryor. Uh, so before we sign out, uh, let's close in prayer. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for allowing us to have a real and relevant and needed and necessary conversation tonight. Uh, we thank you and we pray that something was said that could have encouraged someone, that could have motivated someone, or that your love was shown through uh, this podcast to someone by tonight's conversation. We pray that you would bless every listener uh, spiritually, financially, emotionally, physically, whatever one may be going through, we pray that you will bless them and be with them because we believe that you are our strength. We love you, we honor you, and we praise you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Good night, y'all. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Call your halftime.